high slit on the dress. I mean, she was ready to risk it all at the Nema colon, folks. That was a high slitted dress. Absolutely wild dress. A lot of straps, a lot of slits. There was like a cape. Didn't know if she was going to fall. But you can't have two Serenas on the show. Alrighty, Rose Batches. What's up? What's going on? Night one, Matt James season. How are we? The Bachelor. It's back. It's here. It's in our lives. It's in our blood. I love you guys. How's everyone doing? Happy Bachelor night one. I feel good. I feel great. It's just Eddie tonight. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to recap night one. And you guys know historically, night one is my favorite because we get to meet all the girls and we get to tell our thoughts. So if you're new to Rosebud's Nation, if you're Rose Batch, welcome. Rose Batch, Batch, Batch. Everything's in jest. Everything's in good fun. Okay? So getting that out of the way, we love all of you and everything's out of respect. For all of you Rose Batches that have been here, let's get into it. A new thing we're doing this season, maybe. New thing we did last night, and if it gets enough buzz, I'll keep doing it. Uh, On Rosebud's podcast on Instagram, please go follow. I'm going to do live reactions and commentary while we watch the show on my Instagram story. So if you loved it, great. If you hated it, please let me know. Rosebud's podcast on Instagram. Maybe I'll do it all season. Maybe I won't, where I drink a bottle... Not a bottle, a little bit of Tito's, and we uh, Eddie and Tito hang out. If you want to know what that means, go to Rosebud's Podcast on Instagram. All right, let's get right into it. The cold open. Now, at first, I loved the cold open because I was, like, taken aback. You know, you're getting your butt in the chair. You're getting nestled in for the episode. You're expecting a grand preview and Chris Harrison. Nope. No music. Kind of silent. Cold open. So I loved it. Then... I mean, we were driving on the road, cruising 60 miles an hour, and then out of nowhere, you know, we got hit by a a truck head-on. Like, the girl, Katie, I think her name was, that brought the sex toy, in general is an issue, and I think is a cold open. First of all, I'm going to put my hand up. I did not know what it was at first, because the black box, it was just like a black box. Then, you know, after a couple seconds, I was like, oh, Jesus. That's what that is. So, now this girl, Katie, also, apparently this is like her shtick. She goes on TikTok and talks about sex and shit. So, you know, I don't know. If she's a sex girl, good for her. Seems nice. 29. God bless her. So, I love the cold open in theory. However, didn't like that they picked the sex girl. I think, honestly, the meatballs, balls in my mouth girl would have been funnier. A little cleaner. This is an X-rated episode. All right? And I don't know if I like it. All right? I love the making out. I love the touching. But you bring in sex toys and meatballs and a girl walking up in lingerie. I mean, that's just, that ain't PG. That's PG-13. Still ABC. Monday night, prime time. I don't know. I don't know how I was feeling about it. Um, let's talk a little bit about the Nima Colon. If that is even how you say it. It's the resort where it was filmed. And I mean, Twitter and the Rosebud's podcast DMs were buzzing about Nima Colon. It was beautiful. It is in western Pennsylvania, shout out Pennsylvania, uh, near Pittsburgh, and just absolutely gorgeous. I think, you guys tell me if I'm wrong, I wasn't alive during it, but I think it looks like the Watergate Hotel, like where Richard Nixon did all that weird shit, uh, or committed crimes, I don't know what he did, but I am not a crook. But I think Nemo looks like Watergate. Also, one of the best memes I saw was... Uh, Comparing the La Quinta to the $600 stimulus check to the Nema colon with the $2,000 stimulus check. Or the guy she told you not to worry about versus the guy. Now listen, I didn't think La Quinta was that bad. Uh, did you guys think it was a shithole? I mean, Nema colon, I mean, I get it. You're going from probably like a nice house, you know, picket fence to like the Queen's 
like where the Pope lives or some shit, or where the Queen lives. I don't even know where the Queen lives, but I get it. But Nima Colon, gorgeous, beautiful, loved it, loved it. I think it was filmed in like the fall, the fall in Pennsylvania, guys. I mean, I you know you got to visit it. There's beautiful spots, not just Pittsburgh and Philadelphia. There's other spots. So then we get into enough about Nima Cola, or is it Nima Colon? I can never, I never know. Nima Coca Cola. Let's call it that. We are four minutes into the episode tonight, and I have already lost my voice. This is going to be great. Buckle up. We're here to go. Um, all right. Meet the late. Okay, so the Matt intro package, lots of working out. I mean, we knew it would be the workouts. He's the dude's jacked. How tall is he? I should have looked this up. He's got to be 6'7". I'm not even going to look it up. I'm just going to say Matt James is 6'7". DM me if I'm wrong. Um Free Peloton ad. Shout out Peloton. We're about to get our bike. And then the mom conversation. I mean, the thing that I, you know, the mom was elderly and like, you know, I, you know, I'm not no one to judge and I know she quarantined and I'm sure they did the tests and, and, and social distance for her to be there. But if you think about everything tonight in the episode or maybe it's painting a theme and it's foreshadowing, was the mom conversation really necessary? I don't know. She's great. When's the last time you are vulnerable? It was very awkward. It was very staged. That's the theme tonight. We're going to get into it. I have major issues with Matt James and how much things are staged. Obviously, love him. Super hot. All that. Um, but it didn't like the mom conversation. Did you guys like the mom conversation? It just didn't add any gusto to the episode. I was kind of going to take it or leave it. The thing I do miss about... Night one with, you know, now COVID and everything is the intro packages for the ladies. I used to love them when they would go to their hometown and run up, you know, the Rocky Steps if you're in Philadelphia or do something iconic. So I do miss that. However, I did kind of like how we did like a makeshift, like meet a couple of the ladies. But then we got rid of half the ladies we met. So we had Alicia, the ballerina. I think she got axed on night one, but she was beautiful. And, uh, you know, at first, again, on the Instagram stories, I was like, all right, is this Alicia chick, like, just dancing in a room doing ballet? Is she passionate in ballet? Turns out professional ballerina lady. Ballerinist. What is a professional ballerina? Is it like opera, opera singer, ballerina dancer? I don't fucking know. All right, then we got Abigail. Now, Abigail, the, the deaf girl from Oregon. I mean, this girl is beautiful. This girl's got a great story. I mean, this, and she's, like, Deaf. Has The Bachelor ever had a deaf person? I don't know. Does she know sign language? So I guess that's a dumb question. But uh, Abigail, I mean, she got the first impression, Rose. We met her. We met her story. I don't know many things about Oregon except that the Pacific Northwest is a beautiful part of the country. But she seems great. Abigail, going to get, I, I wrote, I, 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 I'll bring you my final four predictions at the end, but I do think she is a front runner for Abigail. Love her. Love the story. She's beautiful. And love her getting a little make-out. And you get the first impression rose. And we know historically what the first impression rose means. That means they go far. Does it mean they win? I can't remember. It's late. All right. And then we got Kristen, a lawyer from New Jersey. I wrote down she was going to be trouble, but then I don't. she didn't do much the rest of the episode. But keep an eye out for her. Then we had Maggie or Maggie. From Ethiopia, I'm just going to say, folks, I really couldn't understand her. Seems like a sweet girl. Absolutely stunningly beautiful. Incredibly wild accent. So that is going to be a struggle for Eddie this year. Really excited to get to know her and her story. She is the oldest contestant at 32 years old. So So we went from having Claire, who is 38, to now a contestant who is oldest at 32. 
A lot of these girls are young. But Maji or Maggie, however the hell you say, I'm excited for her and I'm excited to get to know her. This next girl, I think, could be trouble. Anna, Chicago copywriter. She was like doing like somersaults on the bed and shit and working out. I put on Instagram, she, she has like shark teeth. She's incredibly beautiful. I think she's young, 24. Probably hilarious. Love the copywriter theme. Shout out Kate Steinberg, who was on our episode from HBO's 12 Dates of Christmas last week. Go listen to that. Um, She was freaking out a little bit. Thought she wasn't going to get sent home. Then she got faked out. We're going to we're gonna see what this girl's bringing. I think she's a little bit of a spitfire. She starts some rumors later in the season. Absolutely stunning. Think I love her. She's got a thick Chicago accent. You go, Anna. You go. And then the last, um, the last, like, intro package we got, real front runner, maybe a top four lady, is Sarah, the San Diego local news person. Um, her father apparently has ALS, just like, I think, the world's worst disease. I mean, absolutely horrific. So shout out to her and her family and bless her father. I think she's 24, and it sounded like she was a news, a local news anchor and then left to take care of her family. Um, so really excited to get to know her. I think they did. Did they do a little bit of smooching? I don't know. But I was loving it. So those are the intro packages. Then we have the Chris Harrison and Matt sit down. And I mean, guys, I'm struggling. If you could see me right now, if you're watching on YouTube, I know you can see me. I'm rubbing my eyes. I'm struggling because I think, in th- in theory... The Bachelor tried to do the right thing about, again, continuing. Remember when I said on Tasha season, they addressed a lot of hot topic issues. They did a really good job of addressing it. But they needed not just band-aid it. They needed to continue it. So I can see them trying to continue these tough conversations. It's very obvious Matt James is the first black Bachelor. It's not by accident. Okay, He was announced in the middle of the summer when the country was under great protests and rioting and all that. Okay, We know what they did. No one's really complaining about it because it's Matt James and everyone loved him. He's in TikTok crew. Okay. So the forcefulness of the Chris and Matt sit down, and maybe this is more on Matt for like not being, he's raw, right? He's not in a bachelor. He's not used to it. He's not a reality star. So maybe that was a little bit of it. But it just seems so forced. And like, hey, like actually, are you ready to meet the ladies? Hey, actually, Chris, can I go talk to you in a Nima colon? Sure, Matt, let's go. And I was like, it was just a bit too staged, a bit too forced, right? In thought, uh, not right in execution. Also, where they were sitting, it looked like a funeral home, so I couldn't get that out of my head. Like, they're at the wake of, like, an aunt or something, or, like, a great aunt uh, with the fireplace. Wasn't really digging that. Uh, so then Matt goes to meet the ladies, but the one of the biggest things we got to talk about, the height difference between Chris Harrison and Matt. Now, Chris Harrison is, like, 6'2". How tall is Matt James? I could easily look it up, but I want to keep the guessing going. But I thought that was hilarious. Again, Twitter was buzzing. It was like a mini-me and then like a giant or like an NBA player next to his girlfriend or some shit like that. Like the size, it was very significant. And Chris Harrison's not a short guy. So that shows you how big Matt James is. And another thing I'm going to say, viewer discretion, listener discretion advice, Matt James probably has a very large penis, Okay. I don't know if I'm going to regret saying that. I'm just going to call a spade a spade. Looked like he had big hands. Guy's Jack, Beautiful, hot, chiseled, great jawline. I'm really tired. Think think he's hung. All right. What the hell? Let's get in to meet the ladies. All right. Lady number one walking down was Brie. 
Uh, she had a beautiful emerald green dress. Now, if you know my episode with Callie House a couple se- uh, episodes ago on Rosewood's podcast, I mentioned how I did not like the emerald green on Tasha. However, I love the emerald green on this young lady, Brie. So it's not that I'm a fan. I'm not not a fan of emerald green. I just think it looked really good tonight. Brie, I wrote down as possible front runner number one. So I'm going to go ahead and mark Brie down as one of my final four, and I'll tell you four in a, in a little bit. Um, all right, Rachel. Weird spelling of Rachel. What is it with these Megans and Rachels and Sarahs and and and? And Michael, just spell your name the right way. She might have spelled it the right way, but I thought there was like a random A and an E and just a lot of vowels, and it really freaking confused me. Um, she's 24, which seems to be like the median age of this group. Uh, what was that, like a couple years out of college? That's a good age. That's a good age for this show. Graphic designer, high slit on the dress. I mean, she was ready to risk it all at the Nima colon, folks. That was a high slitted dress. And I do not know how I felt about it, but Matt James is one horny man, and he was digging the high slit dress. Sarah, local news person. Okay, I also wrote down front runner, and I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to put him on my big board as another final two. So you may be thinking, Eddie, are you on drugs? Are you out of your mind? Well, yes to one of those two questions. I am out of my mind. <laughs> but um, I think Sarah's a, a front runner. She's just getting that good at it. She got like a, a good amount of screen time, not too much screen time like Queen Victoria. So I'm calling it Brie and Sarah, final fi- two of my final four. Also, just going to put this out there for debate since you guys love talking about this. I think Sarah has fake boobs. Do you agree or disagree? Now, why do I say this? I thought they looked a little <laughs> abnormal. And news anchors, like, get fake boobs done. Like, you know, it is what it is. I'm not shaming her by any means. I'm just saying I think she has fake boobs. Now, you guys want to come at me for Tasha's boobs. I say they're real as hell. What do you think of Sarah's boobs? Are they fake or are they real? Or do you not care? I'm just putting it out there. All right, next we have Chelsea. Now, Chelsea is also very beautiful. Absolutely wild dress. A lot of straps, a lot of slits. There was like a cape. Didn't know if she was going to fall. I guess she did fall. The dress was just like a lot going on. I didn't know what to handle, but I guess it's fashion. So shout out, Chelsea. Uh, Short hair. Loved it. Loved her look. Clearly like a model. Her and Matt James are the beautiful babies. Really excited for what Chelsea's going to bring this season. Mari. Now, Mari is a girl. I guess she's from Maryland. Beauty queen. She got tapped with the sex toy later in the episode. But do you guys remember Mari's intro? She went for the handshake. Who goes for a handshake when you're trying to find love on The Bachelor? Like, she's beautiful. He's beautiful. And she went for a freaking handshake? Are you kidding me, Mari? But then she turned it around. She was, like, clearly into him. They clearly have sexual chemistry. There's clearly a romance there. I just, uh, maybe she was nervous. All right, Mari, I'll give you, if if I'm saying her name correct, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. Really sweet opening. Incredibly beautiful. I think she's from Puerto Rico, but now lives in Maryland. But the handshake, like, like first impressions mean everything. If she wasn't, if she didn't have a great recovery, that handshake, folks, really, really threw me off. If I'm trying to find the love of my life in this setting... Someone shakes my hand, I'll be bye boy. But Mari, Mari is a fringe. I think she's top six, not top four. Then we have Maji, the Ethiopian pharmacist. Weird neck thing going on, oldest at 32. Then we just started rattling through the girls. Like, I couldn't keep up. I was doing the Instagram. I had the hot water cooler. I was pouring my Tito's drink, trying to keep up. But here's what I got. Carolyn, 
Uh, Carolyn was a journalist who is 30 years old from California. Weird tattoos on her arm. What's up with the weird? You guys are going to think I'm like hating, but I'm not. I just, I don't get the tattoo like on the area between your bicep and elbow and like forearm. Like they're sexy and cool spots. Like my favorite tattoo spot is the rib cage for girls. Awesome. Incredible. Amber, the one girl who we'll talk about, had a tattoo like up on her like collarbone like or like shoulder, collarbone, neck area. That was cool. But the Carolyn tattoo on the arm, I, you know, <laughs> what do I know? And she says she's a journalist. Um, again, I could look it up. What kind is like local news, pop blogger? We're throwing the word journalist around pretty easy, folks. All right. Let's, you know, let's pump the brakes. Also, RIP her night one eliminator. Tough, tough break for her. Sydney from Nashville, bright red dress, got nothing on her except for that. Kristen, lawyer, Aphrodite dress. A lot of Aphrodite dresses. I'm not going to hit the hammer home on that one. You guys know how I feel. Then we had Anna's, the Chicago copywriter. Dude, her voice, I think I love Anna. There's another girl who I really actually love, but Anna's raspy voice sounded like Sophia Bush in One Tree Hill. So shout out Anna, or is it Anna, Princess Anna from Chicago. You go, girl. You go, Glen Coco. All right, then we had the the girl that pulled up in the pickup truck, which was Kayla. Also, wild spelling of Kayla, but you go, girl. Wanted to remind him of home, and I'm going to go ahead and put my third person as Kayla. This pickup truck, sweet tea, love it. She is now officially number three of my top four. That is Kayla. Um, Serena, okay, then I got really pickled, guys. We have two Serenas. How can we possibly have two Serenas of all the name and order? And, and I think, if I'm looking at the sheet correctly, the same spelling. So it's Serena C and Serena P. So my mind was in a pretzel. They met back-to-back. But then I'm thinking, all right, one's clearly going to go home night one, right? You can't have two Serenas on the show. I was wrong. Now we got two Serenas. One's there for comedic relief. One she definitely loves. So Serena, one of them was the flight attendant. Serena C is a 24-year-old. Um, flight attendant from San Francisco, and then Serena P is a 22-year-old publicist from Toronto, Canada. She's the narrator of the season. So Serena P, I think, is going to go very far. I don't know if I'm going to put her top four. I really love her. I think she's really sweet. She's young, 22. That's re- that's really young. Damn. But she seems pretty mature for her age. Both, obviously, everyone's incredibly beautiful. But the two Serena's guys had my mind in a pretzel. Was not ready for it. Alicia, ballerina, RIP, night one, eliminating. Um, All right, so now I have some clips of some of my favorite entries, and this girl I am in love with. And she got eliminated night one, and it was the goat girl. Um, So I'm going to go ahead and play, I think her name's Senna. Here was her intro. I think you are the greatest of all time. Thank you. And I hope you'll also think that I'm the goat. Everybody has something to bring to the table, so I hope he remembers those at least, but it's pretty memorable, right? (laughs) Okay, so Senna, she wore the goat hooves. That's what that clip was. Incredibly beautiful from Denver, Colorado. Got eliminated, though. How do you eliminate her? What, what? Personality. Looks. How is Senna funny? Like, clearly knows how to make a connection. Can someone explain to me how Senna... And I'm sorry to the poor girl if I'm butchering her name. The Denver IT consultant, how she is a night one eliminating, 
Someone please explain. I'm 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 not asking rhetorically. DM me Rosewood's podcast on Instagram. Why do you think he sent that girl home night one? Maybe he maybe the only thing I can think is friend zone, friend vibe. She's goofy, silly. You know, I also wrote down she reminded me a lot of the sloth girl from Colton season who also got sent home night one. So maybe it was just a little too friend zoney. But that girl, Senna, if you're out there, I I think I'm in love with you. And you know, you the, the goat hooves is my favorite intro of this season. So you go, girl. Um, all right, another <laughs> back-to-back. This was a good streak of the episode. Another girl that I really love. I think she's going to be a villain, but like a later-in-the-season villain once Queen Victoria gets voted off because she's got to go, Queen Victoria. But I'm talking about Alana and the Lady and the Tramp, and let's roll the clip. You hold this. Okay. You're going to take this end, and I'm going to take this end. Oh, wait, what are oh, you doing? Oh, there was like face-to-face there. Nice to meet you too. I'm happy with what I did. It was playful. It was cute. It was a way to break the ice. I don't even know what to say about that. I didn't want to stick my tongue down his throat. You know, I like to save a little bit for the imagination. Okay, now the music, the background music. I actually, like, like this. Why? I'll tell you why. One, Lady and the Tramp, obviously, Disney, I get it. Two, you know, I thought it, like, she was joking. Not joking, but, like, they didn't make out. It was a little, like, a little mwah. Now, a bit much, sure. Could have been a bit much, but Matt's aggressive, so I liked it. Three, got the girls talking. I knew. If you follow me on Instagram, I put up the Instagram story. I'm sure it's still there. Like, you knew the girls were going to be pissed off about this. Okay? So, uh, I loved it. I'm here for it. I'm here for Alana. How old is she? 26, photographer, Toronto, Canada. What's up with all the Canadians, eh? How are they allowed in to film? Isn't Canada really strict with COVID? Mm, whatever. But uh, I think she's going to be like a later villain, and I like her, and let's let's continue on here. That was a weird, weird segue. Um, all right, Kayla, girl that rode up the the girl that rolled up in lingerie. Oh my god! Now, did you guys like it? I I don't like. Is she have a great body? Sure, and I'm not shaming her for that, but I I don't know if I would have done that. Like, I that to me is not someone that goes far. You roll up in your underwear, you ain't going far. Okay, just going to say it. Was it funny? Sure. She beautiful? Obviously. Great body, all that. If I was in Matt James' position, this girl game strutting up and under, I would not think she's here for the right reasons. I would not think she is a serious person, and I would not think that that is the girl I'm going to marry. Could be very, very wrong. But that's just me. And I think, you guys let me know, I mean, am I, am I taking crazy pills? I think a lot of people weren't too... I didn't keen, fiend, fond of her intro. Did it get us talking? Yeah. Is she gorgeous? Yeah. Did I need, like, to see her naked almost? No. And then, the rest of the night, I didn't know who she was because then she had a dress on. I was like, wait, who's this? Because I remember the girls by their dresses and all that shit. That was that was a wild one. Someone someone DM'd us saying like, "Oh, apparently like producers have been trying to get someone to roll up in lingerie for years." So if that's the case, good job, uh, whoever the hell you were, Kayla or whatever. Um, all right, then we had Abigail, 
Again, I've already put her. Did I put her in my top? Yes, I've already put her in my top four. Then we had Corinne, RIP, Corinne, night one, eliminated, debuted, absolutely stunning. Corinne, I think she wore a red dress. She was from Connecticut, uh, marketing manager. Uh, she was beautiful. How, how I was shocked she went home night one, but we didn't see much of her. Maybe she's a dud. Maybe we just didn't see the conversation. Maybe there wasn't connection, you know? But R.I.P. Corinne. Then we had Mary Lynn, who had an all-time freakout at the end of the episode. I mean, my God, was I enjoying that. Um, Imani, realtor from New Mexico. She didn't last night one. Lauren, who I wrote down, wild dress. What was that shit at the bottom of her dress? It was like a tutu. It wasn't like a tutu, but it was like flared. But like her legs looked like Ariel. I don't know what the hell was going on. Corporate attorney from Florida. But you go, Lauren, with that damn dress. Way to go. Piper, what a name, Piper. I wish I knew a Piper in real life. That I feel like that'd be a cool name. Uh, she's from Oregon, again, Pacific Northwest in Canada. Is that where, like, Matt? <laughs> See, like, I, I, that's who I want to date. Uh, wants to keep her last name. I thought that was incredibly funny because her last name's James. What's the rule? What's, like, the etiquette out there now? Like, are girls keeping their last names? I see a lot of um, hyphenated last names. So, like, they keep their last name. And then hyphenated man's name. I think that's a cool thing. Why and why? Where did the taking of a man's last name even come from? Uh, and is it a controversial thing? Am I talking about a laissez-faire? Like, is this a big deal? Because I know Becca Kufrin was like, "I want to marry a guy that's not going to force me to take his last name." Like, is this like a hot topic button? Like, I I don't know I, if like. I just every everyone I grow up around takes the man's last name, so that's all I've ever known. But I guess keeping your last name is normal. I don't know. I don't know. Why am I talking about this? All right, MJ Pizza Delivery, hilarious. Twenty three years old now, guys. Again, these girls are risking it all for Mr. Matt James. Her low cut on her bosom was extremely low to get in the butt crack area. All right, wild hair. I mean, she, her hair looked a beautiful girl, of course, but her hair looked like the girl from Legally Blonde that gets the perm but then murdered the guy. Like, the frizziness of the hair. <laughs> that was MJ. Um, also, the fact that she's her name's MJ and she's 23 years old. Shout out Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan's better than LeBron. Shout out James. Follow Skyline Spew if you get that. But MJ, big fan of. Think I'm going to like her. Then we get Katie, the sex toy lady. Matt called it a lightsaber, which is absolutely hysterical. Um, and then they name it MJ. So we got MJ, the real lady, and we got MJ, the sex toy. Going to be wild. Katie, man, I think she's going to be the girl that sticks around longer than people want just because of this whole sex toy thing. And also, last thing about the thing, why were they passing it around that much? I hope to God it wasn't used, but like they were just holding it and flinging it around like it was a hot tamale or it was like a hot dog or some shit. Like they were holding it and she <laughs> she had to carry it around all night. I mean. All right. Couple more. Amber, 30 years old, riding on a bike. I think I read somewhere she's a 13-year-old son. I got the vibe that she, once she got there, she was like, oh, shit, I do not want to be here. Also, Amber, I love you. I'm sure a really nice girl. Just going to go out there and say it. Again, if there's kids in the card, press fast forward. I mean, the girl looked like a prototypical, stereotypical <laughs> porn star. I mean, she did. All right? I'm just going to call a spade a spade. Beautiful, stunning, not saying she is one, 
saying her, her look was that of one. But I think there's deepness to her. There's deepness, Jesus Christ. There's depth to her. I wanted more Amber, but she was a night one eliminatee. And she was 30. Again, this older... I think she... There's what I think. She's like, holy shit, these chicks are babies. Like, I miss my fat. Like, I, she was just like, I I don't want to be here. I'm not going to say a word, and I'll get kicked off, and thanks for everything. But I'd be interested to find out more about Amber as the, as the you know, news comes out and all that shit. Um, Kimberly tossed him the fish. I, did I miss the joke there? What? Like, reel it in, or I'm a catch? Like, what was the fish thing? Totally missed that. Cassandra in a football uniform. Did she get eliminated? Who the hell is Cassandra? Again, she rolls in a football uniform. Matt James played football at Wake with Tyler Cameron, Wake Forest. And then we didn't hear much of her. And then uh, my second or third favorite clip and intro of the night is Can I Put My Balls in Your Mouth? Producer, roll the clip. I've been dying to ask you a question. Uh Uh-oh. Can I put my balls in your mouth? (laughs) She's laughing so hard. Does she have something in her hand? Take a little bite. All right. So what do you think of my balls? Not bad. They're my meatballs. (laughs) I feel like as the night progresses and more women arrive, like things get crazier and crazier. It's like one-upping each other. Yeah. One brought a dildo. Oh, yeah, well, I came in lingerie. (laughs) Who's going to top that? So I, I actually like that. But at first, again, I was taken aback. Like, I thought, she, like I didn't know she brought meatballs. And again, it reminded me of the scene of Wedding Crashers with the, or Wedding Singer where the old lady uh, pays Adam Sandler in meatballs and he puts out his hands and she puts the meatballs and sauce in his hands. That was this girl. However, what the hell is her name? Ilenia? Alana? Elena? Ilana? What, what is her name? What is Balls in the Mouth Girl's name? Uh, you know. I love the intro. I thought it was cute. She's beautiful. Avi. How old is she? Elena. Elena. 20. Okay. 25 from New York, New York. So shout out to her. We'll see more of her. Kit. 21 years old. Keep in touch. This girl's going to be, this girl's going to go far. Think like a top eight. Um, weird for her outfit. I think she's a bit of a weird ball. I think she's going to be drama. She is the youngest on the show at 21. Obviously stunningly beautiful. She had some great quotes tonight um, when she said, I'm president, king, and CEO. That was iconic. She wrote in on a Bentley. I think she's going to be like a mini Corinne or a mini Demi. She even kind of looks like Demi a little bit. But, and apparently she has a famous designer mom. But Kit, coming on this show at 21 years of age, this girl is going to this girl is gonna hook up with people in paradise. Let me tell you, folks. Um, and then the last lady we meet of the night is Victoria from Canada. Canada. <laughs> Canada. Her job is listed as a queen. Okay, obviously she's not actually a queen, right? Like they're just playing a joke on us. I need someone to tell me she's not actually a queen. And then she said, uh, the queen has arrived, bitches. I mean, that was such a good sound bite that it makes me wonder, is this girl a plant? Shout out, croup. I know you think she's a plant. Is this girl a plant? Okay, um, I don't like her. I don't. I don't enjoy her. I think she's going to be phenomenal for the show and a terrific character, and I cannot wait. So those were the girls. What did you guys think? What was your favorite limito interest? I want to know. Rosebuds podcast on Instagram. And now after these bachelor shows, they're on late at night. 
You guys need a good night's sleep. And you know my friends at Eucalypso Home make the best sheets, the official sheet of Eddie Raven and Rosebud's podcast, out of 100% organic eucalyptus fiber that are earth-friendly. It's the perfect balance of soft, cooling, uh, and gentle on the skin. Perfect for that night of sleep. Perfect for the hot sleeper. Oh, my God. You guys know I'm a hot sleeper. But Eucalypso is designed for the hot sleeper and people with sensitive breakout of prone skin. People that care about their sleep. Their sheets are two times softer, three times more breathable, and ten times more sustainable. Guys, I put on my Instagram uh, just how soft they are. If you want to see it, go ahead. I sleep with them, and they are changing my life because I cannot stand waking up hot. So if you know any hot sleepers or just people in general that want soft-ass sheets, Eucalypso is what uh, you need to get for them because they're cool and breathable. They're eco-friendly. They're all organic dyes and fibers. And again, once I learned that many of the you know the typical cotton sheets had fibers that trap bacteria and odor and that cause breakouts of your skin, that was it. That was I was done. Okay, I care about my skin. Okay, I like to take care of them. So I have the deal of a lifetime for you, Rosebud's listener. Go to eucalyptohome.com and use promo code Rosebud. R-O-S-E-B-U-D for 10% off plus free shipping on your entire purchase. Again, that's E-U-C-A-L-Y-P-S-O-H-O-M-E.com and use code ROSEBUD for 10% off plus free shipping your entire purchase. Guys, I'm like, even try them out. I'm telling you, I sleep with them every night. They're the official sheet of me. I will not change back. It has changed. It has really given me better sleep, uh, and I love it, especially from work from home. Okay, I chill in my bed a lot more with my Ulipso sheets, so... Go ahead and check them out. Um, Today's episode is also brought to you by Audible. Get your free audio book download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash rosebuds. Over 180,000 titles to choose from, from your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Uh, So now we are offering a free audio book download and free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Some of the most recent, you know, I'm currently on Matthew McConaughey's book, Green Lights, all about the green lights. It's terrific. Next up is Colin Jost's book. Very excited about that. The SNL writer. Um, so go ahead, guys, and check it out. If you're reading, if you're if you're you're reading books, but like the audiobooks, audibletrial.com slash rosebud for your free audio book and free 30-day trial. All right. Now the cocktail ceremony of the episode, I have some comments on. Um, first, he prayed with the girls. Now, these girls were wet as hell when they were praying with him. And if that's a weird comment, I'm sorry. The one girl was crying, so she was literally wet. And then I saw a lot of other Bachelor Nation people. Did you like the praying or did you not? Now, Matt is from the South, and I did think it was genuine. It'd be like if Tim Tebow came in and wanted to pray with the team. So, you know, I'm here for the praying. If I didn't think Matt James was like a, 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 a Christian, not, not necessarily Christian, a religious man, and I thought it was opportunistic, I would blast it. You know I would. Okay, you'd hold me accountable for that. But I like the praying. Did you guys like the praying? Did you think it was authentic? Have we ever saw a person pray with the with the people? Now, last comment about the praying, why I think it was authentic. Because everything tonight that Matt James did that was staged, like rose ceremony, you could tell was not um, organic. His conversations with Chris Harrison, you can tell were not organic. The praying was the most natural thing he did. Okay? So, I think, love the praying. Great work there. Absolute, gonna put it already at a top five moment of the season 
when he says he's in the middle of prayer and giving this great thing, he's like, sorry, I lost my train of thought when I saw the vibrator. I mean, great soundbite, great clip, just so honest. That whole part, he was really being himself, so I like that. Okay. Then we get Rachel, who's the first tears of the night. And another thing about the show, you know, again, just going to say it, the town in Georgia, coming Georgia. Okay, the joke's right right, right itself. So, again, this show out of nowhere has gone, not out of nowhere, but, like, we were always R-rated, you know, especially when we got the fantasy suites. This show went full-on X-rated tonight, and I guess they had to. They wanted to. It's the new year, 2020. I don't know. Um, but the first tiers of the night go to Rachel. Shout-out to Georgia and coming Georgia. Hope she voted today. Rachel, I think, is going to be a top-six girl. Sarah gets the first one first one on one. You know what about Sarah? That's the girl, the news broadcaster with the ALS dad. I thought she looked a little bit like Elise from Colton season, the redhead lady. A little bit in the face. I thought so. Okay? Not as much as Fred Armisen and Zach. Shout out me for that one. Uh, but I thought she looked like that. Now, did you guys notice? This I had a huge issue with. The first wardrobe malfunction of the evening was with Matt and the first editing snafu. Oh, Eddie, what was wrong? When Matt was doing ITMs, the buttons on his shirt did not have the tuxedo suds. And then when he was with the girls, they did have the tuxedo studs. So I put, again, if you want to, like, what the hell are you talking about? Go to our podcast and look at the Instagram story I put up. One is that you can tell the black studs on the shirt that you get when you rent a tuxedo that, like, go into the buttonhole. The other is just regular buttons. So when was that film? Did he take his shirt off? Did he switch shirts? Was he sweating through shirts? These are questions we need to know. So then some of the dates throughout the night. This is, again, like, I, you, know, you got to have a good strategy night one. You got to get that time. You got to have that cute thing. You got to break through the clutter, okay? Your mindset on this goddamn show should be, I will never go home night one. And if I do... I will go home because I put my best foot forward. I did a personable date. I had a great intro. I tried to make a connection. I got time with him. Friendly with the other girls. Got along. Put my best foot forward. If he sends me home, fine. He sends me home. That's why I really love Serena playing chess. Um, Really enjoyed that. Thought it was a cute moment. As if we're nerds. I don't know how the hell to play chess. The Queen's Gambit's big on Netflix. I tried to watch it. I don't know what's going on. She's in the basement. She's not in the basement. She's playing the janitor. She's not playing the janitor. I enjoyed the chess scene tonight on The Bachelor. Another thing I enjoyed was the girl, the one girl, how she was describing how Matt looked like a four cor- five-course meal. I mean, girl, I, I was in. I thought the guy's hella hot. All right? Katie, the sex toy girl interrupting Puerto Rico, was was hilarious, but like also not that great. I mean, the if you think about it and take a step back, okay, the the beauty pageant queen was interrupted by the sex toy girl and got it tapped on her shoulder. Absolutely hilarious. But guys, I need your help. Who does Katie, the sex toy girl, look like? It has been killing me. Does she look like Christina Shulman a little bit? From Nixie's a Bachelor in Paradise, dated Dean, blah, blah, blah. Who does Katie, sex toy girl, look like? I cannot put my finger on it. But she looks like someone. Whether from the show or famous. Who the hell does she look like? Um, and then we have, you know, the drama with Queen Victoria. Um, you know, I, I'm not really buying it. I think Queen Victoria is clearly the villain. She's playing the villain. She's going to say whatever it wants. She needs... 
to have like a big personality. And we'll see. Uh, she's got to go. And I don't think she's going to go. I think she'll be an episode two or three. Um, but ultimately, when she gets sent home, I don't think it'll be that big of a deal. But I absolutely loved transitioning now. Absolutely loved Abigail. I love her. She gets the first impression of Rose. I mean, this girl is a beauty. So the Rose ceremony is Brie, Rachel, Chelsea, Sarah. Who the hell is Sarah? Oh, yes. the Jesus Christ, Eddie. The journalist. MJ. Then we had Serena P. Then we had Kayla. Kristen. Kitten Caboodle. Maggie or Maggie, uh, Piper, Mari, Mari Povich, Alana, Elena, Elena, the ball girl, Jasenia, Jasenia was beautiful, blue dress, really beautiful, loved her, Kaylee, Mary Lynn, who had a freak out, Katie, who's got to go, another Serena, Lauren, Sydney, uh, who is Lauren? Lauren, who are you, girl? I'm looking at my list. Lauren, I don't remember Lauren. Corporate attorney from Florida. You go, girl. Um, then we had Alana, the fake out, and then we had Anna, and that that was that was incredible. So going home was Alicia. Going home was Senna from Denver, who I'm in love with. Senna's now my Kelsey from Peter season. What's what season was Kelsey on? The blonde hair from Iowa. I don't know. Uh, was shocked that both of those girls went home. Then we had Imani. Then we had Amber going home. I think she was just over it. I think she didn't want to be there. Kimberly, Corinne from Connecticut, Cassandra. Oh, so Cassandra, the football player, went home. And then Carolyn, the journalist, went home. Again, other iconic thing. We noticed it was daytime when they were leaving. Just, just a really great, great night one. Uh, and the previews. So it looks like they're spicing things up this year with some other girls coming back on the show what do you guys think or not coming back but like new girls arriving bachelor in paradise style i love it anything to spice up the show you guys know i'm all for it i love that's at the nema coca-cola uh why does heather martin show up is there something i'm missing there when will tyler cameron show up because you know he's going to will there be tiktok dances what are their dates going to be one of the previews showed him like marching up a hill like to his death did you guys notice that he was in the suit and like loafers and marching up the hill. Very curious at what the wardrobes are going to be. Matt James is going to be very good dressed. Very, very good dressed. You know what I mean. I think there's going to be a lot of naked ankles from Matt James. I think these girls are have are brought their A game. Okay. I think the wardrobes are going to be scandalous. I think the workout clothes are going to be a lot of sports bras and yoga pants hanging out. I think these girls are horned up for Matt James. Just going to put it out there. I think they, they, they want they want to go with Matt James, and I, I, I think there's going to be a lot of draw. I think it's going to be a really good season, guys, and I don't want to hype it up too much. And I know you're always, Eddie, you get so excited night one. Like, I we're getting back to a bachelor. We need it. It's in January. Matt James is new. These girls, everything's new. Nima Colon's new. Drama's going to be there. I'm really excited. What do you guys think? Are you excited? Are you not excited? I'm very excited. I think ratings are going to be good, too. I think they're going to be back back up there. we got to get them back up. Those are rookie numbers. we got to pump them up. Um, all right, so some real quick Bachelor Nation news. Kelly and Peter broke up. Obviously very sad. Uh, there's a lot of things going on. 
All right. Some say cheating. Peter denied it. Some say Peter's mom played a role in it. Now, I definitely believe Barr played a role in it. Um, sad. They both put up Instagram posts. The one thing I thought was interesting, and I'm going to call them out a little bit, when they said they have different ideas of what a relationship is. What the hell does that mean? Like, is that like how much you, like, different ideas of a relationship is? Like, does that mean like polygamy versus mali- one person versus many people or dating around or exclusive or growth? Well, how do you have different ideas of what a relationship is? Or am I just that naive? I get. I guess I get it. I don't know. I'm shouting. Um, also, shout out Peter. I think he did the news dump on like New Year's Eve. Like, great time to announce a breakup. Really, really well done. Carly and Evan also broke up. That was very sad. Uh, apparently, that's been rumored for like a year now. They have kids together. They were a true Bachelor in Paradise love story. Just really, really hate to see that one. Very, very sad. So a lot of breakups in 2020, but 2021 is going to be lit. Matt James' season is going to be lit. Follow along. All right, I need you guys to tell a friend. I need you to follow along. Um, and what do you want to see this year? Do you want interview contestants? Lynn will be back. Uh, we have quarantine. Emma's doing great, but Lynn will definitely be back at some point during Matt James' season from her maternity leave. So don't freak out. She will be here. Follow us on YouTube. Lots of video content. Lots of surprises. Uh, And that's what we got. Ratings, talks, segments. You know, the whole kit and caboodle. But I am pumped. There's going to be takes flying all over the place. Uh, So follow us everywhere at Rosebud Podcast. We love you, Rose Bitches. A sincere and happy New Year to you guys. Be safe, wash your hands, wear a mask. Uh, Shout out Matt James, and here we go. Love you, bitches. See you next week. Hi, this is Patty Cohen. You listen to Rosebuds with Uncle Eddie and Mommy. I love you guys.